Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, can you stand to your feet this morning? And let's give our God a hand clap of praise. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Anybody grateful to be alive this morning and to enter into God's house? Come on, we should enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Come on and be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. Has the Lord been good to anybody in the sanctuary? Well, come on, can your praise be evidence of the Lord's goodness unto your life? Come on, for the Lord's mercy endures forever and his truth endures to all generations. We serve an amazing God, don't we? Hallelujah, we serve an awesome God and he is the King of Kings and he is the Lord of Lords. Praise the Lord. Come on, clap your hands with us. Come on. Come on, church. Come on, let's gather together. Come on, King of Kings. Come on. King of Kings, you are. Come on, Lord of Lords.
reign forever. We're going to welcome you to morning worship here in the sanctuary of the Salem Baptist Church and on our media live stream platform. We pray something that is said or done on today that will give you reason to cry out, O come, O come, Emmanuel, let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you for your presence in our midst on today. We thank you, God, for allowing us to worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray that you accept our offering of praise as the best that we can give on this day. In Jesus' name we pray and let us all say together, amen. Our music and fine arts ministry will lead us further in worship.
and the world certainly can't take it away. It is time for prayer here in the house of Salem. And if you're here and you stand in need of prayer, we're going to invite you to stand right where you are uh, as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer. And as a perpetual reminder, we're still in our COVID protocols. And so we're going to ask that if you feel the need to hold the hand of someone, make sure it is with the person you came in with. And as you prepare for prayer, be mindful of all of our elected officials, those serving at the federal, state, and local level, and all of our military personnel. Those hospitalized this week, Sister Elizabeth Hubbard in Clarkston Hospital. Then there are those that stand in the need of additional prayer. Mother Juanita Cross, Sister Elena Williams Ferguson, Sister Shirley Ovalanen, Sister Keita Baker, Sister Sherita K. Carter, Sister Sharon Cribs, Sister Sheila Davis, Sister Gladys Dumas, Sister Johnny Griffin, Sister Barbara Hawthorne, Sister Michelle McCain, Sister Valeria Middlebrook, Sister Mary Steen, Sister Glenette Walker, Sister DeBeer Hall and family, Chaplain Crystal Williams. Brother Walter H. Lee, Brother Dwayne Morrow, Brother Roscoe Secret, Zoe Jones, and Sister Shirley Ann Jones. Then there are those that stand in the need of prayer due to the loss of a loved one. Trustee Anthony and Sister Joe Jay in the loss of her grandmother, uh, his grandmother, Marzell Escott. Reverend Nate and Sister Pat Sumter in the loss of her sister, Catherine Smith, and Mother Michelle Hurd and Sister Barbara Wells in the loss of their mother, Ida Wells. Let us now go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, we have come on this day to raise our voices holy 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 lord god of hosts heaven and earth are full of your glory and it is because of your glory god that we're here on today it is because of your glory that we have life and life more abundantly it is because of your glory god that we have the ruah of the breath that we breathe. It's because of your glory, God, that we can be forgiven of all of our sins. It's because of your glory, God, that, that, that we can see the dawn of a brand new day. It's because of your glory, God, that we come into worship on this day and praise your holy name. It's because you are worthy to be praised because of everything that you have done, that you are doing, and you will do in our lives. And so the hymn writer says, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, and goodwill to all men and women. And that's all because you love us as your children. You protect us as your very own. And you have given your son that we may have life and life more abundantly. And that's certainly something to give you honor, glory, and praise about on this Sunday morning. For those, God, who are struggling to make ends meet, provide their increases only you can. For those, oh God, who are struggling to bring their family together during this Christmas holiday, we're going to ask God that you build a bridge and mend fences so that they can see the joy of your salvation. For those, God, that are still struggling in the hospitals and in nursing homes and in their, and on their beds of affliction, God, we ask that you meet them at their point of need and heal them in mind, body, and spirit. For those who are wayward, for those who still don't believe, God, we ask that you just show them signs and wonders that they may come running. What must I do to be saved? 
for this is the season that you have given us everything that we would need for our soul salvation. And so God, don't let us ever forget that this gift, the gift of Jesus, is the only gift that we need that will give us everything that we need to live a life that you have designed for us to live. Bless our pastor and his family, all of our officers, members, and, and, and churches that are worshiping all over the country. Bless us all as we give you honor, glory, and praise on this day. This is your servant's prayer. It is in Jesus' name we pray and for his sake alone. Let us all say together, amen. Well, good morning, Salem. For those that are here and those that are in virtual sanctuary, I want to say good morning to you. But this is the day the Lord has made. No one can argue with me on that. And I shall be glad in, in this day. I will be glad in this day. Amen. I will rejoice. We're in a joyous time of year. This is, this is the year where we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to remind you that... Uh, this is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen? Amen. And we lift his holy name up because he's worthy to be praised. I just want to make a brief announcement this morning. Uh, as a tradition that we have here at the Salem Baptist Church, we honor our pastor and his family uh, for Christmas. And it, it isn't something that uh, we take lightly. We appreciate the gift that God has given us here in uh, Omaha, Nebraska with our pastor, Pastor Selwyn Quinton Backus, amen? And I want us to celebrate him this year for Christmas by giving him our best gift that we can give him. And uh, we don't just celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ is our Lord, but we also celebrate our pastor. And let me tell you this, uh, just this past Saturday, uh, there was many volunteers out there at the Salem Pantry, and we gave away lots of Christmas baskets. That's the kind of heart our pastor has. He, he loves the community, and he gives back to the community. So we want to show him our appreciation by giving him our best gift. Now, for those of you that are in the sanctuary, you can, you can uh, write on this uh, offering envelope at the very last part of it. It says, other, put Merry Christmas, Pastor Backus and family and put your best gift on the line uh, right adjacent to that. Not, not only that, but those of you that are in the 21st century, all right, you can give online, and there are many different ways that you can do that, and you'll hear those different ways a little bit later on in the service. But we ask that you would just open your heart and love on our pastor and wish him a very Merry Christmas to him and his family. Would you, would you do that for me? Would you do that? Praise the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much, <clears throat> Deacon Smith. Uh, Deacon Smith is the kind of gentleman you want to carry with you wherever you go. <laughs> Give him the microphone before you get up. Thank you so much. Um, just a few things very quickly. The administrative office will be closed on Thursday, December 23rd through December 27th for Christmas and December 30th through January 3rd for New Year's. Our New Year's Eve uh, watch night service will be on Friday, December 31st uh, at 7 p.m. in person and live stream. Our corporate uh, prayer meeting has been rescheduled for Wednesday, December 29th at 6.30, and uh, we will send you a, a constant contact to remind you as well, Salem will be supporting the victims of the recent tornado by contributing to the Red Cross. If you'd like to support this outreach effort, please uh, bring it through the Salem Church and in the memo, write uh, the Red Cross. And uh, you can do the same through all of our various online giving platforms. Remind you, each Sunday at 1.30 p.m., we have a Word for Your Walk broadcast on the CW Network. And uh, we thank you for those who are in the sanctuary and those who join us 
in the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church. We praise God for each and every one of you. We are grateful for your continued support, your continued giving, prayers, and uh, we are grateful for each and every one of you. We remind you there are various platforms by which you can continue to give. Uh, you can mail your tithe and offering here to the church at 3131 Lake Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. You can bring them here to the church. You can give through SalemBC.org through PayPal. Excuse me. You can give through Venmo, Cash App, Givelify, and you can text to give. Amen. Some of y'all are repeating that along with me because I've been saying it so many Sundays in a row. And for those who are here in the sanctuary, as you exit worship, there will be those waiting uh, at the doors to receive your tithe and your offering. How many glad to be in worship on today? Whether in the sanctuary or in virtual sanctuary, amen? We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. Amen. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord. We're going to ask our music and fine arts ministry to come at this time and lead us further in worship.
we're going to ask you to stand in reverence to the word of God. If you have your Bibles, whatever devices you might be using, turn with us to a very familiar passage of scripture found in uh, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 beginning at verse 18. And the word of God reads, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord's word is blessed. <clears throat> we'll talk today for a few minutes by the help of God and the Holy Spirit from this simple subject, the real Christmas story. The real Christmas story. A Christmas story was a movie that was released based on Gene Shepard's book, In God We Trust, all others pay cash. Along with this book, the film has become a cult classic, and many people do not feel their Christmas season is complete unless they watch the movie, A Christmas Story. And I'm glad that they were specific in naming the film because I'm sure that along with so many other films, it is a Christmas story, but it's not the real Christmas story. The real Christmas story is found here in Matthew chapter 1. The truth is, if not for this story, there would be no Christmas. And just as there are those who feel their Christmas season is incomplete without watching certain movies, every Christian should feel incomplete without Christ in Christmas. And I know we live in a politically correct world and we do not want to offend anyone. We don't want to turn anyone off. So we say, happy holidays. And we say, enjoy the season. Well, I want to say to everyone in advance, Merry Christmas. Because as much as people want to take Christ out of Christmas, there would be no Christmas without Jesus Christ. You can take out the tree, you can remove the mistletoe, you can put Rudolph back in the barn, you can return the gifts, and you can take out the fruitcake and the eggnog, but you cannot remove Jesus Christ from Christmas. Jesus is truly the reason for this season. And as much as we love the other things that come along with Christmas, we as Christians cannot forget the reality that the birth of Jesus Christ should be the centerpiece 
of our celebration. We cannot allow the bright lights to blind us, the gifts to bribe us, and the stores to financially break us. All the while hiding Jesus away in the closet. He should be the focus. He should be the emphasis. He should be first and foremost as we celebrate the season of Christmas. And we should be reminded of the real Christmas story. And as I said earlier, the real Christmas story is recorded here in Matthew chapter 1. And in this short section of scripture, we see the event that changed the course of the world. So let's look very quickly as we observe the movements of this text. The first thing we see in this text is we see Joseph's dilemma. In Luke chapter 1, uh, we observe that an angel of the Lord was dispatched from glory to announce to Mary that she would be overshadowed by the Spirit of God, and having known no man intimately, a child would be conceived in her womb, and he would be the Savior of the world. The angel makes this announcement to Mary and in response, she begins to sing a song of praise because the Lord has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, and henceforth all generations will call her blessed. Now, all of this had happened in the pre presence of Mary and the angel. But notice, as the angel makes this divine declaration to Mary, Joseph, her betrothed husband, is not present. So after that glorious session of praise, Mary faces the task of informing Joseph what the angel has declared. And that's what Joseph is facing as we open this section of scripture on today says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now Joseph finds himself in a shocking situation. He and Mary have not been intimate. And Matthew says it this way, before they came Together, Mary is found with child. Mary is pregnant. And there's an initial assumption that Joseph clearly makes, and that is that Mary has been unfaithful to him before they have consummated their marriage. Now, understand the manners and customs at the time of the text. When it says Mary was betrothed to Joseph, it literally means that Mary was promised to Joseph in marriage. We would call it in modern vernacular, as close as we could, that Mary was engaged to Joseph. However, at the time of the text, being promised in marriage had legal implications. Because if Mary is an adulteress under the law, Joseph had every right to divorce her before they were legally married. Or worse, uh, he had the ability to divorce her for infidelity. And Joseph has another dilemma. There were at least two ways of carrying out this legal movement. It could be carried out by a husband in a very public, open, shameful, and condemning way, where Mary would have been publicly embarrassed, humiliated, disgraced, and demeaned with the masses 
observing. Or it could be done without a public trial, could be done in a way that did not bring the pain of public shame and derision. And that's Joseph's dilemma. The dilemma at this point in the real Christmas story is not whether to divorce or continue in the marriage. That decision had been made in Joseph's mind. The dilemma, the quandary, was does he do, uh, do this publicly and shame her or do, do this in a way that exempts her from that hurtful experience? text on today reveals Joseph's decision in the midst of his dilemma. It says in verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Joseph makes a decision that's based on his character. The New King James Version says he's a just man. Other translation says he was a righteous man. It doesn't mean he was a perfect man, but it just refers to someone being upright and in character. Now, it speaks volumes about Joseph. He could have been vengeful and hurtful and merciless, and yet even when he had believed he had been wronged, he decided he would refuse to embarrass Mary. So have you ever heard the saying, hurting people hurt people? When is the last time any of us have taken the opportunity not get someone back for hurting us. When was the last time that we took an opportunity to overlook the pain inflicted on us and be the more forgiving person like Joseph? When was the last time that any of us was just and righteous like Joseph passed up the chance to return harm that was done to us. Now, most of us are not there yet, but at least we should want to be at some point in our lives. And so we see Joseph's dilemma, but then we see the angel's assurance. We have observed that Joseph, because he was a just and righteous man, has made a decision to privately and quietly divorce Mary secretly, and yet that was not a part of the Lord's plan. The Lord had a larger and earth-shattering plan that included the salvation of the world through his son, Jesus Christ. So even though Joseph had a plan to put Mary away secretly, the Lord had to communicate to Joseph that he had a greater plan and purpose for the chaos and confusion Joseph was experiencing. And an angel of the Lord comes to Joseph to assure Joseph that what is occurring is a God move not a man move, but a God move. And the angel is to assure and confirm to Joseph that what's going on is divine and not human. Again, listen to the text. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to her, to Joseph, before they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, 
son of David, do not be afraid to take uh, to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And the angel assures Joseph that what is happening is a part of the Lord's larger divine the Lord, through the angel, gives Joseph his word that he did not have to worry. This was the Lord's doing, and it should have been marvelous in his eyes. You see, the angel of the Lord had spoken it to Mary and now had confirmed it with Joseph. And that's how the Lord works and operates. If he has spoken it, he will give his confirmation and he'll give his stamp of approval. The Lord will keep and confirm his word. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. And so we see Joseph's dilemma. We see the angel's assurance but then we see in the real Christmas story the fulfillment of prophecy. You see, what Joseph had to be reminded of and what we need to realize is that the real Christmas story, the birth of Jesus, may have been new to Joseph and Mary, but it was old news to the Lord. It may have been a surprise to them, but it was no surprise to the Lord. It may have been a new revelation to them, but it was old news to the Lord. It was a part of the Lord's overall plan. As a matter of fact, it had been spoken of by the Lord just after the fall of man in the book of Genesis. The Lord had instructed Adam and Eve that they had dominion over all of the garden of Eden and they could consume the fruit of any and all trees except the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you know how we are as human beings. The very thing the Lord instructs us not to do are the very things we end up doing. Adam and Eve indulged in the fruit that had been forbidden and the Lord punishes Adam and Eve, and then he speaks uh, this to the devil himself. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. The Lord was telling the devil right then and right there there would be a savior that was going to come. And added to that the Lord sent prophets centuries before Jesus was born to remind his people that a savior would be born. And here in Matthew chapter 1, we're reminded that the birth of Jesus was a fulfillment of prophecy. Look at verses 22 and 23. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. These prophetic words were from the mouth of the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah spoke these words seven centuries before Jesus was born. And yet, the Bible tells us it came to pass. And 
I told you just a few minutes ago, if the Lord says it, it will come to pass. And in Jesus, this prophecy and others were fulfilled. And Isaiah had said that the virgin will conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Oh, that's something to celebrate, saints of God. It's something to shout about. God is with us. That's, that's, that's good news. Because when God is with us, you can declare the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. When God is with us, we can declare I once was young. Now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. When God is with us, we can declare there's no weapon formed against, against us that's going to prosper. And every tongue which rises against us in judgment, uh, the Lord will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. When God is with us, you can declare, I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens me. When, when God is with us, we can declare, I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loves us. When, when God is with us, we're reminded we're saved through his grace. I'm done, y'all. I feel like shouting. I'm just... A little under the weather and I can't shout like I want to but when, when God is with us we're reminded that we are forgiven through his mercy when when God is with us we're reminded we're lifted through his love when God is with us we are reminded we're redeemed through his blood when God is with us we uh, remember that we're accepted through his sacrifice when God is with us we're reminded that we're justified through his atonement when God is with us we can be reminded that we're sanctified through his truth when God is with us we know that we're calmed through his peace. We're comforted through his presence. When we remember God is with us, we're strengthened through his power. We're encouraged through his promises. We are refreshed through his glory. We're assured through his voice and sustained through his word. When God is with us, we remember there's no pain that he cannot ease, no weakness that he cannot strengthen, no fear that he cannot come. When God is with us, there's no loneliness that he cannot comfort. There is no burden he cannot lift. There's no tear that he cannot dry, and there's no sin that he cannot forgive. Y'all give me just about 15 more seconds. When God is with us. We know there is no demon he cannot bind. There's no thirst he cannot quench. There's no hunger he cannot satisfy. No stain that he cannot cleanse. No guilt that he cannot remove. There's no problem that he cannot solve. When God is with us, we know there's no situation he cannot control. There's no work that he cannot not perform. There's no door that he cannot open. There's no need he cannot meet. And there's no prayer that he cannot answer. I'm so glad today that when we see this fulfillment of prophecy, it reminds us that God is with us. And somebody ought to shout this Sunday morning when you realize that no matter what you're going through, and no matter what you're experiencing, yes, Lord, he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. 
Oh, yes, he is. When everyone else leaves you alone, you need to remember in your loneliest moments that God is with us. And you ought to shout glory because no matter what's going on, you need to be reminded that God is with you. Do I have a witness? So in your loneliest moments, remind yourself, I may not be able to find my friends. I may not be able to find my family, but there's one that I can call on and his name is Jesus. Do I have a witness? The old songwriter would say, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known you ought to take five seconds and tell the Lord thank you tell him thank you tell him thank you tell him thank you yeah thank you Christmas is more than the gifts you get from under the tree. You believe that Jesus is really and truly the reason for the season. We're going to invite you into Christian fellowship, whether you're here with us virtually or you're here with us in person. If you're here in person, as you leave today, there'll be someone at our information booth uh, to take your information and bring you into the relationship and right fellowship with Jesus. If you're with us virtually and you stand in need of prayer, you want to join the church, you can call us at 402-455-1000, option number three. That's 402-455, option three. And as you consider uh, your choice, uh, our praise uh, and worship team will lead us in a song of imitation. on today whether here in person or in our virtual sanctuary and we want you to be reminded of the fact that Jesus is the reason for the season and his birth has produced the real Christmas story let us pray oh God we thank you for this day we thank you for this time of sharing and glorifying your name we thank you God for giving our pastor the strength to teach us 
what the real meaning of Christmas is all about. And so, God, we ask that as we leave this place and never from your presence, that we will continue to walk by faith and not by sight. These and other blessings we ask in your master's son, Jesus' name and for his sake. And now unto him was able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before an all-wise God with exceeding great joy to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power now, henceforth, and forever. Let us all say together, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. I ask you to be seated and you will be escorted from the sanctuary by our ushers.